podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys, it's Davo from the Non-League Treatment Room Podcast. Uh, we just want to give you a quick message about one of our sponsors, Kitstop. Kitstop offer a wide range of kit for all types of sport, which can be printed and embroidered in-house. Top quality and deal with most of the leading brands. Check out their website, kitstop.co.uk, or check out the link below. Cheers, guys. Hello everyone, welcome to the Non-League Treatment Room for another podcast and another episode. We are back with another brilliant guest in today, um, someone who I've had the pleasure of working with at another club um, and we are here to hear his story and go through his journey in football so far and as always I'm joined by Dave who's alongside me, you okay? How are we cook stuff? I'm all right, yeah, good, you? Yeah, very good mate. You're good. Getting closer now aren't we? Getting closer to the season starting, yeah, pre-season's coming to an end for most clubs so um, been down to catch any um i've been down here a couple of times and watched a couple of games but obviously busy with the under 18s so nine times out of ten when they're playing i can't go and watch yeah, anyone yeah, else to support obviously. come start of the season i'm gonna go and i'm taking people up on their tickets mate yeah definitely we've got a lot of games to go watch haven't yeah, we we have so we're gonna definitely take people up on those but as always Make sure you're following the socials, guys, because that helps us out massively. Make sure you're listening and supporting as much as possible and sharing out there to your family and friends because that always helps as well. And I hope you're enjoying all the episodes so far because we've certainly enjoyed them. So hopefully you have, in, you have as well. Anyway, let's get our guest in today. So in the treatment room today, we have a striker who's worked his way through the leagues to play at the top level of non-league football, the National League. After hitting a setback earlier in his career, he's back stronger and scoring goals. Please welcome Matty Stenson. How are you, Matty? I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Very good. How was that? A bit of a nice intro? Was that, was that right? I yeah. always like to check on intros, you know. When you said back scoring goals, I thought, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of uh, pressure then for, for this season then. Am I right in saying as well, first striker we've had on? Yeah, first, first striker one, as well. First one. They've had defenders, midfielders. Managers. Well, Jimmy Armisen said he played as a striker. No, he weren't a striker. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> Midfielder no chance. Goalkeepers we've had as well. Yeah, we have. So the dark hearts are striking then. I know, yeah. So, how are you, mate? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, actually. Um, yeah, doing really well. Good, good stuff. So, we always kick off the pod with a bit of a uh, question in terms of what does football mean to you? You know, you, you you turn up every Saturday, Tuesdays, playing games, training. What does that, What why? Why does it keep bringing you back? Good question to start with. Um, what's football mean to me? It's, do you know what, mate? It's, it's probably changed over the years. Growing up as a kid, football didn't really mean anything. Football was just, you loved doing it. You wanted to take part in it. And then as I got older, um, you realise how important it is in terms of your mental health, um, what that does on that side of things and then football with my kids as well yeah. um, the the enjoyment of watching my kids play football so football me- means a lot to me um, in many different ways yeah no definitely touching on that I bet it's, it's 100% changing now you've got you've got two little boys haven't you two so boys, yeah. you know it's going to be football mad 
Oh, it, it already <laughs> is. Three and, three and one, soon to be two, and it's just football. There's about five football sometimes in my living room. <laughs> Misses going mad. Already smashed one of the TVs. And oh, man. I can't tell them off, can I? Because it's exactly no, the same. And I put the footballs in the living room, so what do I expect? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, where did your football journey all start? What, where, all the way it? back. Let's all go. the way back. Uh, it started off um, at Bedworth Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bedford Eagles. Yeah, so I used it. to live in Kersey Village, so a lot of my friends played for Bedford Eagles, um, signed for them, and then I think I was about eight, just turned eight, and I got a trial for Coventry City then, um, and that's probably where it mainly kicked off. Yeah. Did you then go into that youth system then from under nines until... Yeah, so I went from under nines, and then I left when I was about 15. Okay. So I did a good... A good seven years there, so always a striker back then as well. Or so I started off as a striker, yeah. done really well. But um, I went through a stage where I was just really small. So they put me right wing. Yeah. Um, played right wing for my season, and then there was a lad at right back, Aaron Phillips. Um, he got injured, and I got told to step in as right back, and I did quite well actually. And then um, I got moved up an age group at right back. But I just didn't want to play there at all. Right. I loved scoring goals. Kept saying to the coaches at football, don't want to be a right-back. I want to be a striker. No, I'm not having it. You, you're really good at right-back. This is where we see you potentially playing. And I said, no, I can't do it anymore. And I ended up leaving in the end at 15. So That was at Cov? That was at Cov, yeah. Okay. So then what happened from there then? Did you go... That's when I went to Hinkley. Okay, so then you went to Hinkley and joined their youth system at Hinkley when they were probably... In their, in their pump then. Yeah, it, I'd say so. Say. yeah before they went bust. Yeah. So is that when you moved to striker then you went, come in and go, I'm playing striker. Do you know what, actually, when I went to Hinkley, I was still playing right wing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why, I ended up playing centre mid. Okay. So when I broke, when I got into the youth team and got into the first team at Hinkley, I was actually a centre mid. So I made my debut in the Conference North as a centre midfielder. Yeah, but then big, the, big yeah, then I got then I got my injury, and um, I got a phone call off Neil Lyon, who was my coach at youth team level at Hinkley, saying we've formed a new club, Leicester Road. Leicester Road, yeah. Fancy becoming a striker, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just itching to play football, and I was like, yeah. I will play anyway. If you want to put me in goal, I will go and goal yeah, because yeah. I want to carry on playing football. And um, yeah, that's when I come back and. So, yeah. so just to go back then, when you first started at Hinkley, what names were in the team with you? Who were you playing with? Can, can you remember? In the first team? Yeah. Your likes of Andre Gray, Danny wow. Newton. Um, two big names, massive Straight names. away, yeah. name dropping. Uh, yeah, that's why I picked them two first. Yeah. You say the first two best players, yeah. don't you? Yeah. See, if you said, do you know Matty Stenson? They'd go, yeah. not a clue, but I'm telling everyone I know them. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Ben Everton Richards. Yeah. Um, Charlie was, Raglan. Was Ra- uh, Rich Lavery there when you Rich were Lavery, yeah. Yeah. yeah how he, did you find that conference north for you? And how, how, so how old were you when you went there? I was, 18, uh, I was 18 when I got into the first team. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Going back to the first question, do you know when you said about what does football mean to me? Yeah. I didn't understand what I was doing. No. I didn't understand I was playing in the conference north as an 18 yeah. year old. So I was just going out playing football. It's only now you look back and go, flipping out. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I look back and think, 
18 year old like getting mad at the matches Conference North centre midfield like I don't I don't realise what I had and what I did Mm. so um, yeah that's quite good to look back on yeah definitely just just touching on you say that you play right wing on football manager you are down as a right winger (laughs) and a striker because I did it I love my football manager right and I did an I did an Anita Borough save. Yeah. And I'm not even joking. I'm not sucking up to you. <laughs> I love you to bits and that. You were my main man. Yeah. At right wing. No, no, no. Striker. Best 40 goals plus a season you were, mate. I'm full manager. <laughs> Definitely got the wrong player. Striker, right winger. You were my captain, leader. Honestly, all the way to lead two we went, mate. I think that's so. mad that you say that though about <laughs> go, being 18 and going into into Conference North because every other single one of our guests that have gone through the youth setup, whether it be Coventry, Leicester, um, they've all said it was a different feel because when you're at that youth level, it's play out from the back, you know, fullbacks here, centre halves here, receiving the ball. If you lose a game, it don't really matter. We go again next week, but when you go into men's football, it's we fucking die for three points. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, and definitely. You didn't feel that at all? No, because I didn't understand. Mm. And this is the same as when I was at Leamington and I was scoring goals. Mm. And like loads of league clubs were watching me. Mm. I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. That's crazy. Fair enough. We'll touch and, on that. And there was probably, being an 18-year-old getting man of the matches in the conference north, there was probably people watching me then. Yeah, mm. yeah. But... Because I didn't really know anyone in football at the time or have anyone to say, say an agent as such. I didn't have an agent then. It was like, I had no one to tell me that that was happening. Mm. There probably wasn't. But looking back now, I'm thinking there could have been. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So was it important to you to get like game time to improve? So you said about you were at Hinkley and then that's when you got the call. Um, Was it Neil? Neil Lyons. Neil Lyons to get the, the Leicester Road. Is that why you went... Yeah, I'll happily go there to get game time. Was it, or was it just again? Because was that was that that must have been a drop down then, or was that because Hinkley went bust? That was a massive drop down. But again, uh, going back to it, like I didn't understand football in in a trying to get to a level perspective. Okay, I wanted to play football because I loved playing football. Yeah. So whether that was Sunday league or in the football league. I just wanted to play football. Yeah, that's fair. So, so when I come back from that injury, which I got told I weren't going to play again, and they said, do you want to be a striker? And I jumped at the chance. I just wanted to play football. Yeah. So to- touch on that injury yeah, then. You mentioned it a few yeah. times. What what injury did you... Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realise this. No. So I had uh, basically at the top of your, your femur. Yeah. I had extra bone growing on the joint. Okay. So every time I lifted my femur, the extra bit of bone was taking the cartilage off my hip. Right, so it's like wearing away at it. Yeah. Um, and they basically said, we haven't got an operation for you. Right, okay. So we ain't going to be able to do it. Well, they probably, they did, but the 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 chances of me coming back and playing football were very, very slim. Wow. So they said, we're not doing it. And that's when Neil Lyon at the time, who was my coach at Hinkley, he come in with me to my appointment. And they said to him, um, you're looking at a player here who could potentially make a living out of football. He said, in fact, he said, if he played for Man United, you'd have an operation Absolutely. sorted. Yeah. And the consultant, he said, give me five minutes. So he went out of the room. Uh, he said, let me go speak to another surgeon. He said, yeah, yeah, fine. Comes back a minute later. Right, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, honest, I swear to God, he said, I'll be back in five minutes. Come back a minute later. We're going to do it. It was like he walked in, yeah. said, I knew this was going to happen. Turn around, walk back in, said, we'll, we'll do it. 
That's correct. So how did how did it actually happen? Was it just something that was reoccurring, or did it actually go in a game fully? No, or uh, so I was warming up for a game a game in the Conference North for Hinkley. Um, I remember because I was I was coming through as a sub at the time. Twenty minutes here, half an hour mm. there. He said, "Right, you're starting." So I was like, "Sound." So I, I remember I was buzzing in the warm up, mm. trying extra hard as you do as an eighteen year old kid. And uh, I went to do like a a hammy kick down. I lifted up my leg and I felt it and I thought, Ooh, what's that? Ignored it, carried on. And then carried on playing it, carried on playing it. A um, few more games down the line. That's when I said, what's going on here? Mm. I literally can't walk. And that's when I started getting it looked at and scans and yeah. Mate, like mentally, like you said, with the mental health and football and stuff. Did that batter you when you were Mate, thinking? Did they give you a time, like how long nothing, your recovery was? Nothing. It was through the NHS, like still grateful that they'd done it. Yeah. But afterwards, again, because I wasn't in a professional environment mm. and I was at Leicester Road at the time. And do you know what? I, I can't thank, his name's Carl DeVore and I think you know him. Uh, he was a name about, yeah. He, I can't thank him enough because even though he weren't in a professional environment, yeah. He worked his socks off just to try and get me back into playing football. But even then, he was like, I don't know how long it's going to be until you're back. Mm. I was on crutches for like eight weeks. Wow. And me as a kid, just dying to play football. Absolutely, yeah. It, it battered my head for ages. And yeah, it's just a, another memory to look back on and mm. think, I'm lucky. Well, you're still playing now, mate. So you, I think you've done very well. Definitely. Done very well. So in terms of Leicester Road then, you obviously must have done very well at Leicester Road because then that's when you got your move to Barwell. Yeah. Off of the, is that how that sort of worked? You were just playing so well at Leicester Road and then yeah, that's um, when the phone call from Jimmy comes in. Well, that's a different story. Have you heard about that? I haven't, no. I'll get back onto that in a second. But um, <laughs> yeah, so come back. I played a couple games after my injury, just broke me in, played me like 15 minutes here and there. I think it was only like two games at the end of the season when I actually come back. Okay. So then I come in pre-season. He says, right, you're my striker, blah, 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 blah. And I says, all right, sound. Played that season, I scored 42 and 25 starts. Jeez. Epic. Yeah. Um, so that's when I started to get a bit of notice. Yeah. Um, so I did quite well that season. So then how did that move to Barwell? And then? <laughs> so I got a phone call from Jimmy. I said, no, Jim. I said, um, the bloke that I'm playing for at the minute, he's doing so much for me. Mm. I said, I'm not interested in moving up. I'm not interested in playing for someone else. Um, I'm happy playing football where I am. Because what, what, sorry, just to interrupt, that Leicester Road, they would have been like step five, they're sort Six of similar. Step five, seven, sure. I think. Step seven. Yeah, I think they were step seven at the time, yeah. Okay, and then to, to Barwell, which were Northern Premier, I think, because I was I there. I think it was looking. three leagues. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be right. Step, no. So it might have been step six, jumped up three leagues to yeah. step three. Yeah, that sounds right. Because I think Leicester were in the same league as Aviston, yeah. probably at the time. Yeah. Because yeah. then, I think then that's when that happened. Or maybe just a league above. No, I think they were definitely the same as Aviston. Because I remember being at Aviston with Ivor and Leicester were in the same league. Right. And that was at step six. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Because that, when we was walking in, I said, about, I think I played here once. Yeah. That was with Leicester Road. So that would have been right. Yeah, so then... Yeah, like you said, step six to step three because Barwell were Northern Premier, weren't they? Yeah. So, so yeah, sorry, just to carry on with that. Yeah, so we, we had that phone call. I said, no, I said, I'm not interested. And then um, Leicester Road had a end of season holiday in Magaluf. 
So I'm absolutely steaming. I can still remember it to this day. I'm steaming. I'm in Ocean Beach. Me, Nick Hawkins, Holty, all that, Callum Earls, all of us yeah, were all yeah. there in Ocean Beach. Who do I see? Fucking Jimmy and Guy. Oh, <laughs> what? In and the I, middle of MAGA? At so the time, right? Well, this, end of season probably, weren't it? I'm 21. I'm skinny. I'm white. I'm in there steaming, giving it loads, saying... <laughs> I'm saying, uh, if you sign me, I'd be your best striker. I'm Honestly, mate, I'm giving it loads. <laughs> I shouldn't have been at the time. I said, uh, honestly, I said, if you sign me, I'd be your best player. He was like, you're chatting shit. He said, you'd get battered in that league. You'd get beat up. He said, I wouldn't have you. I said, all right then. I said, um, we'll, we'll see you then, won't we? And uh, I can't remember what happened between then and the end of the night, but I woke up the next day. I was empty in my pockets, you know, as you do, yeah. phone, keys. Yeah. Pulled out this key ring. Mate, I've only got this key ring of me and Jimmy shaking hands. And that's when we agreed the deal. <laughs> what? I swear to God. So I'm looking at this key ring. I'm thinking, <laughs> what, the, I'm thinking what the fuck's going on here? I, met, I look at my phone. This is the God on the street. I look at the phone. Please to agree a deal with you, Sten. Make sure you're in for pre-season. So you've gone from, you ain't coming to sign for me, you're not fucking good enough, to then <laughs> agreeing a deal while you're absolutely steaming. In Ocean Beach in Magaluf. And what, there's a period. What do you say to the lads? Was your gaffer there? No, my gaffer weren't there at the time. What do uh, you say? I didn't. I didn't. I, actually, I didn't. I, I, I got home and I thought, shit, I thought, what have I done? I thought, I'm going I'm gonna to have to go through with this. Yeah. That's so what I thought, do you know what? I sat on it and I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I ended up signing for Barwad. <laughs> How was that environment to go into? Different? Completely different. So is, is this when you started to feel it now then? When you, you know, yeah. like in previous where you've said, I didn't really feel anything, it was just football. Now you're jumping up three, three steps. Yeah, and you're surrounded by lads who want to win more. Yeah. You're surrounded by a gaffer who wants to win more. Big characters in that dressing room. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a not more professionalism because Neil Lyon was very professional. He was yeah. very, he was very. What's the word? He's very precise in what he does. Mm -hmm. uh, he takes things seriously. But he was just like that main person that was professional. Yeah. Then I jumped up three leagues and it was like there's two or three here that are professional. Mm. And I started to be in a completely different environment. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's fair to say as well. You you did quite well at Barwell because you were only there for about three months. Three, not a, four months? No, not at Barwell. Did you not? No. Barwell did the whole season. No, so, oh, that, sorry, that's Lemington. That my was, bad. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Moving forward here. Sorry, yeah. So, um, so Barwell, you did... How did you do in that season? Well... Uh, from what I remember, you, you the did. The first... The first... Two months, struggled. Was Absolutely that, struggled. Just because of the level... And intensity. The, the level, the intensity. I was even skinnier than what I am now, so you can imagine it had nothing to me. And we were playing in the Northern League. Yeah, we were. So it was Big playing teams. lads from Liverpool, mm. Manchester, mm. Leeds, Blast all them kind of areas who just want to beat you up. They're a different breed up there. They are right. a different oh, breed, mate. Crazy. And like, I was getting battered. And I thought, every time I get the ball here and I try and do a step over, I'm getting absolutely rifled. Mm. So I tried to adapt my game as quick as I could. And once I started to figure it out, I did well in the end. I think I scored 20 goals. Yeah. yeah. Were, you, were you up top on your own or did you have... Did you have <laughs> I changed. Kept on changing. Yeah. I think I played with three or four different strikers. 
I remember Ryan Robbins. Yeah, Ryan Robbins, yeah. Uh, Pez, Pez. Uh, Pellet. Oh, Pellet. Luke Barlone. Yeah. Luke Barlone, yeah. Yeah. Um, Carl Perry. But he was handy to have up there with you. Luke Barlone. He's a right handful, isn't he? Yeah, mate. If if there was anyone to teach me the level, it was him. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) To be aggressive and strong. Strangest footballer, though, isn't it? Like, unfit. Well, sort of like a strange. He's like, doesn't look fit, but he's actually still fit. There's a lot of players like that. socks off. And then if you want a goal, he's your man and he'll just... Header ball, in, back post. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ball flies in. Yeah. Ball yeah. flies in, he'll win that head out and he'll score a goal and you're like flipping it out, you know. But like, see, see it's like p- players like them that you learn from. Mm. Yeah. You Would wouldn't you think say it. that you didn't have that to your game then, mate? Like the physicality and stuff? Or... I, I always had it in me, but because of the level I played, I didn't need it. Right. And it was that level that brought it out of me. Right. And thought, I need to wake up here. Mm. I need to like kind of show a side of me that I'm really not. Mm. So because I was skinny and weak, I was kind of, this sounds a bit shit what I'm about to say, but I was threatening centre-halves to beat him up. Mm. Even though I never would beat him up, yes. it was, I was just trying to give myself that little edge. Bit of shit house, right? Like if, yeah. if he all of a sudden starts shitting himself thinking, who's this skinny little tight? Like, yeah. is he actually going to kick me in the <laughs> neck here? Yeah. And it, it helped me loads because mm. it actually did. Because when players were starting to smash me before, now they're actually starting to give me half a yard. And that's when it started to, I started to learn it a bit more and learn my trade, learn the level. And This is what I mean. This is why it's different for strikers. Yeah. It's them little dark arts, mate. Little things like that. But I think that's class, mate. So your game then as a centre forward, before you went to Barwell, I just take it, you were just running in behind on the last man's shoulder. It was, it was anything. It it, do you know what? It was anything at that level. Mm. I could drop in short. I could go in behind. I could edit. Yeah, because it was I kind of found it easy in a way. Mm. Um, but yeah, as I was going up for the levels, I had to adapt my game so much. That's super. Who um, who would you say sort of helped you out of Barwell for that? In terms of changing that mentality of being Guy different. Adland. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, mate, you wouldn't want him up, up your ass, <clears throat> would you? Mate, I've got him every day now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's gonna laugh. Good. He's gonna listen to this. He's gonna laugh because he is doing my tits in it. <laughs> minute, honestly, I was, I absolutely love him to bits, but. He's got, he's sending me pictures every day in the gym now, day three of 60, and he's like tensing in the mirror. And I'm Fair thinking, play to him though, I'm mate. thinking I'd love to fucking smack you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he's one hopefully that we're going to get on in the future, any yeah, guy. Definitely. What a story that guy no, he's, he's got. Mate, he's a, unbelievable. He's, do you know what? Um, and he probably, it'll probably laugh what I'm about to say, but he's been a massive inspiration to me, oh. especially after my last injury with uh, Halifax and. I come back and I was a bit down in the, I haven't told him this, down in the dumps thinking, fucking hell, what have I done? Like, mm. dropped out of non-league football, I'm a twat, this, that and the other. And he's coming, he's just beat, beat the big C word. Yeah. And he's fucking buzzing, he's happy as Larry and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, Gives you another perspective, don't it? And it, it does. One million percent. And he's like, give me a right kick up the arse this year. And I'm like, and he's telling me, you cannot say no. Every mm. time you say no, I'm going to give you a smack in the ribs. Mm. And now he's got me looking at different things, like things completely different. So um, that's brilliant. That's, yeah. class, that that's is, brilliant. Yeah. Fair play. But yeah, I, I can imagine Guy would have been a big character because I can remember those coach journeys of <laughs> about a while. Yeah. He used to do this thing, right? I don't know if you remember. He used to do this backflip. In what? the middle of the chairs, didn't he? <laughs> he used to be. So at, the lads, what the lads used to do is he used to be just that steaming. And uh, you probably know more because you were probably more at the back of the bus than me. <laughs> it, honestly, mate, he'd, he'd 
Come to the back of the bus, all the lads going, go on, go, do the backflip, do the backflip. All the lads going, ooh, <laughs> steaming, smacking the windows. Guy's doing a fucking backflip at the back of the bus, <laughs> steaming out of his head. He does it and the lads are like, ooh, drink flying everywhere. And it's like, and then it got to a stage where it was like, God, come on, do the backflip. You had to get it out of the way on the coach. Like, it's the maddest <laughs> thing you've ever seen, like doing the backflip on the coach between two chairs. It was like, what the hell am I seeing here? But, um, but then time finished at Barwell and an even bigger move, you could say. Yeah. Leamington. Leamington. Another league, Conference yeah. North it's, now. I don't want to inter, but you, this has gone so quick, hasn't it? You've moved like. Yeah, mate, it happens so fast. I suppose that's so a mark of a striker, though, isn't it? When you have one good season. So you can imagine my head at this point, like when I was saying to you before, like I didn't understand anything about football. Mm. One minute I've gone from here to there, mm. then I've gone from there to there. Then I've gone to Leamington and I've gone from there to yeah. there within 12 games. It's like last year I was still playing Sunday League. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I was still playing Sunday League whilst I was at Barwell. Yeah. So if you think about it, if I finished my season in May at Barwell, went to Leamington in, started the season in August, I was then full time in November. Crazy. So yeah. six months ago, I was playing Sunday League. That's crazy, mate. So yeah, you can imagine what I was like. It's just a completely different world. Yeah. So how did that um, <clears throat> that move then to Leamington come about? Because obviously it would have been Paul Holleran. Yeah. Cool. So I can't actually remember the ins and outs of it, but I remember um, I got a, I got sacked from my job, right, and. Uh, Come out of come out of that job. Come straight into a new job on a building site on Harbury Lane. Okay. I worked in Leamington. I didn't know that yeah. Leamington played on the same road. Right. Okay. So then uh, I didn't have my license at the time, and then uh, I got a phone call from I can't remember who it was. I think it might have actually been Paul Olleran saying like we're interested in signing. Would you like to come? I said, yeah, yeah, sound. He said, uh, I was like, do you mind if I come after work? Like, I'll, I'll be a bit dirty. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Come back down to the ground. I was like, right, send me the postcode then. Send me the postcode. It's a mile down the road. And I was rubbing my hands thinking, this is perfect. Yeah, like, don't have a license. I can get a lift down to there. Yeah. And um, start playing there. And that's, yeah, that's when I got my move to, to Leamington. And I take it you were all these little tricks and traits that you learned from your previous clubs at Barwell, well, obviously with people around Guy. You've then, did you think to yourself, I've got to step it up another gear here? Or were you confident in what, what you were then? See I, see, I look back and going back to looking back at what I did right, what I did wrong. Um, one of the things was I didn't. I thought that I could be the same as what I was at Leicester Road, be the same at Barwell mm. and get away with it at Leamington. Okay. So I come in for pre-season at Leamington, I was absolutely miles off it. I was running with Tony Breeden at the back. Really? Like, Breeds was overtaking me. Mm. I'm hearing shouts like, we have re-signed here. Like, yeah, and I was completely miles off it. Been on two or three holidays in the summer. Um, did no running coming in. And I thought, shit, I've been found out here. Mm. I'm going to end up getting released. <laughs> this is before I'd even signed the papers. Yeah. See, this is non-league. This is what you do. You don't just bring a player in and sign him. Bring a player and say, oh, we'll have a look at him first. Yeah, on trial. And it, it, weren't, it weren't really a trial. He was clever. He was like, right, you sign him for us. But I didn't sign the paper straight away. Right. So I was going, shit, I ain't signed them papers yet. Yeah. I'm, lot, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting overtook by the keeper here. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to end up getting fucked off before I've even signed. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a... 
I hope not. It's, it's like it's like sort of a lifestyle change, isn't it? In a way, because like you said, you're playing Sunday League with your mates. You've had to shut shop on that yeah. completely. And it, it, I, I'm a firm believer in when you're in the non-league game, it does become a lifestyle. It's, oh, 100 percent. It, it's you, you can't. You know, like I know we had Jimmy on the other week, Jimmy Armisen, and he was saying that on a Friday he feels like he has to go out for a beer because, yeah. but. In a way, on a Friday, it's routine, staying. You can't go out and get leavened with your mates on a Friday. You know, you've got to look after yourself in the week, all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But I never did. <laughs> I never did. One thing I never did was drink on a Friday night. Right. Yeah. Never did that because I loved my football. Mm. And I knew if I drank on a Friday night, I am pickled. I can't move. Like. Mm. You, you know, if I'm not running in behind and I'm just coming feet, you know I've probably been on the booze the day before. Mm. So uh, that's one thing I never did. But my lifestyle, because I found it so easy, this might sound a bit shit what I'm about to say, because I found it so easy going from Leicester Road to Solihull, I thought I could still do it at Solihull. Right, okay. And that's when it really caught me out. Okay. Mm. Um, that's when it was like, shit, like, I need to stop doing what I'm doing. Mm. Hi guys, Cookie from the Non-League Treatment Room. Quick message about one of our sponsors, Tread. Tread offer top quality grip socks for all types of sport, available in a range of different colours. Tread won't let you slip. Check the link out in our bio on social media or in the description below to get yours ready for pre-season. To talk about <clears throat> the step up in Leamington, did you find the playing sort of similar to Barwell level or was it completely different again? You have to adapt or? Um, yeah, I did have to adapt because it was so much quicker, yeah, so much fitter. Mm. Um, because I got my base level at Barwell, it was then I need to get fitter now, yeah. But I didn't try and get fitter, I just kept up to pace with the game, mm. so um, yeah. But you, um, how was it with Paul Holloran? Class. Yeah. He obviously must have seen something in you. Well, this is what I was about to say. To every, it sounds like every gaffer has. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because you've, you've said that you've come in and automatically in your head, you've been like, fucking hell, miles off it here. Yeah. But every single time you've got to move to yeah. a higher league, haven't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that they've they've seen something, ain't they? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I never, never heard of anything yeah. from it. I just got a phone call. Mm. Yeah, didn't, have, didn't hear you had interest mm. Mm. just got a phone call and I was like yeah right, I'll do it <laughs> completely blasé to it yeah. like not knowing that I'm now going into the conference north yeah. Um, so yeah good, good characters in the Leamington class room. I can yeah. think of two class I can think of two of them did you, did you play with Woody and Gudge yes mate Obviously, me and Cookie were down here for yeah. a while. Yeah. And uh, we had Udi and Gudge, mate. Uh, absolute pair of clowns, ain't they? Do you know what? That whole team, which is probably why, one of the factors why I've done so well is yeah. because they were so open towards me. Because they were very... With, with Gaffer, he's... Uh, if he has 11 players that he likes, he will look after them. Mm. If you have a bad game, you will play the next game. That, that was Paul Holleran. Um, and I'd come in and all the lads that he had represented him right. easy to get along with no yeah. bad eggs no one like was a knobhead mm. um, so I loved my time at Leamington every single lad was class 
even to all the backroom stuff, it, the whole place is just wicked. Like, I've not got one bad word to say about Leamington. Yeah, that's fair play. Dev said exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had Dev on the other week, Dev Kelly Evans. He said exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. He said, Paul Olleran brings in exactly what you need uh, as a changing room. And it's a big part of football, isn't it? Massive. You don't want to be going into a changing room full of idiots. Well, it's, it's like when you... I've got two little boys now. Yeah. I go to work, I go to football, and... I probably see my boys what two hours before they go to bed. Mm. Then you weigh it up with your football, and you think, "Am I seeing these knobheads in a change room more than <laughs> I'm seeing my kids?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, if you're coming to football with a room full of change, like in a change room with a room full of knobheads, you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. So, definitely. you have a good change room, you're going to have a happy, happy environment. Yeah, so. definitely. But in terms of um, Leamington, then, I would said a bit earlier on. You weren't, you weren't there for very long. No. And then another big call come knocking. Yeah. Well, I had a few that. calls, to be fair. Did you? Um, so did you, did you know anyone was looking at you? Or did you not really? I didn't at the time. Because we know Paul Holloran sort of is quite known for this. Yeah. Josh March. Jacob Blythe. Col- Colby Bishop. Uh, Corey Baker Richardson. So he's done it a few times with some players and he's got a moves. So... I take it you had a good seat. You weren't there very long, but I take it you were prolific at that point. I scored eight in 12. Okay. Uh, but I scored eight in pre-season as well. Right. Okay. So, again, I, was, I, I didn't know what was going on. Mm. I got player of the month in the North. Uh, I think it was September. And I was like, I'm buzzing. Like, mm. but, but I didn't know what it meant. And then I had players coming up to me like that I was playing against. I remember playing Spennymore. I knocked this ball over one lad's head. I did it to another lad. And the centre-half come up to me going, now I know why you got player of the month. Mm. And I was thinking, how does he know who I am? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But like, I look back now, like the conference north's massive. Mm-hmm. Gaffers are like looking at other teams, other players, like how mm. teams play, what players they've got playing for them. And I was like, how does he know who I am? Mm. Then I got player of the month. And then um, I remember speaking to Breeds. And um, he said, uh, can't believe you, Stan. I said, what? He said, uh, all the club's coming here watching you today. I said, really? He said, what do you mean, really? He said, there's loads of people watching you. I said, no, you, I said, you're on the wind-up. He said, no word of a lie, there's about 15 league clubs here watching you today. And I was like, nah, I don't believe you. And at this time, I didn't have an agent or anything because mm. I just didn't understand, like I said, I didn't understand all that. He was like, yeah, there's about 15 league clubs here watching you. And I was like, no way. Um, I had a couple of calls. I had a call from Morecambe. I had a call from Stevenage. Loads of other teams. Apparently Birmingham, Luton, lo- literally loads of teams. So I got the phone call off Solly Hall, well, off an agent. When I met an agent, he said, Solly Hall really like you. Uh, you can't go into the football league until the window opens in January. Yeah, right. You can go to the conference tomorrow. Mm. And at the time, I was, like I said, I was working on a building site. I was on a dumper doing 10 hours, absolutely freezing my bollocks off. He was like, you can go tomorrow. So I handed in my transfer request. I said, listen, oh, I can't keep doing this building work. And that's when I joined Solly Hall. What a story. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So, did, that, did that put you off, Breeds, saying that? Yeah, saying, oh, that's what I was going well, to say. Well, as a player? Did they have him go in, there's loads of people here watching you today. Did, did he, that, say, did did he thought- say before or after the game? Uh, before. So what's that done in your head then? Nothing. Really? Yeah, because I didn't know what it meant. 
You just thought, oh, fuck off, I'm I, just going to go just play like, my game and just, see what happens. Just, just, keep, just keep playing. Oh, fucking hell, I wish I hadn't. But, mate, if I get told that I'm being, even if it's in my normal job, if I've got somebody coming to observe me, my arsehole's going a little bit <laughs> and I'm like, fuck it, Do you know what? It would now. Yeah. Because I know what it means. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, if someone said to me, oh, fuck you, Man United are watching you. Or, well, no, Man United is a bit of a shit shit one because you would your arsehole would yeah, fall yeah, out yeah. at any point but <laughs> if I don't know like a, a league club a uh, league two league one yeah exactly said they are, they're watching you today yeah. like and I'm thinking fuck this could actually get me back into the football league yeah. my arsehole would fall out Yeah, but because I didn't know what it was like to play in the football league or what it meant to get bought by a club I was just like yeah alright fair enough that's unreal do you reckon this is going way back do you reckon that's because you got released from Cov quite early, so you didn't really understand that sort of professional football. You didn't. You never had a scholarship, did you? In an academy, Pro- so probably. you probably didn't know. Because if, if you would have had, let's say, you would have had a scholarship at Cov City, you're going in every day playing football, mixing with the under twenty threes, under twenty ones. You probably would have gone, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm getting this now. You probably, yeah, it. probably, Cause, yeah, because you never had that. You just thought. Got released at Cov at 15, go and play for Hinkley, that's my next team, and just see what happens. With myself, I don't think I'd have took a scholarship serious. No. Knowing myself and my personality and how I play football. Yeah. I would take it serious in terms of I want to be a footballer, but I wouldn't be doing, and it sounds shit that I'm even admitting it, but I wouldn't be taking it serious because I know what I'm like as a person and my past experiences. Yeah. So... In terms of that, you're probably right. Fair play to you, mate. Yeah, fair, fair play, play to you, that's what I'll say. So, so when, sorry, Cookie. So, you know when you had all these um, clubs coming to watch you and they were ringing your phone, you like some Morecambe, you said, uh, Birmingham, all sorts of stuff like that. Did, did you have kids in that at the time? Then, no, no. But you were with, did you have a, like a, a partner at that time? Yeah, yeah, been with Mrs. nearly eight years in January. What was going through your head there? Are you thinking, I've got, we've got to move? Or like a... Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I mean, I got paid £25 a week when I was at Leicester Road. She was there from the... She was buzzing. She was telling her mates, like, mm. I'm going out with a lad here who gets paid to play football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, with her, it was... I I didn't have to say we're moving because if I did say that, I knew she'd come with me. Yeah. That's spot on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that that was never, ever a problem. In, like, can't, I can't be thankful enough of her, to be fair. Mm. Uh Hate that I'm admitting that over this. But, uh, <laughs> fair play. You've got to give the miss. You've got to uh, give the miss. Yeah, no. Yeah, you've got to, so, mate. So, yeah, fair play to her. So, did you not fancy waiting until the January transfer window for league clubs? Or would you... Do you know what? Because you know you mentioned about, obviously, oh, get me off this building site now, I can go to National League. But in your back of your mind, would you think... Couldn't have been that bad, could it? <laughs> yeah, like, there's only probably another couple of months till January. I, I look at things so differently now. Yeah, it's, hindsight's so, a beautiful thing, isn't it? Because I've got two boys now mm. who, obviously, I want to play football. Yeah. But if, say, if they if say if they do play football, I'm going to guide them through my experiences. I didn't really have much guidance yeah. through football. So, not... I had, obviously, my parents, my, my mum and my stepdad, mm. very, very supportive, but they don't, they don't have a football background. No. Yeah. So, they'd give me advice, but they wouldn't give me football advice. So I had a phone call off Morecambe. They said, uh, all right, we know you're at Leamington. Um, we know you're working on a building site. Um, how much do you get oh. on your building site? And I was like, 600 quid. 
said, uh, what do you get from football? I think I was like 220 at the time, something like that, 250. He said, right, so he'd done the maths and he went, would you take 400 quid at Morecambe? I said, because we're really interested in you, but that's all we can give you. And me at the time, I went, nah, sorry, mate. I said, nah, I can't, I can't do that. No kids, no mortgage. And at the time, I'm thinking, go for, go for quite a bit of dough, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, loads of clubs are watching me. People, people are offering me more money than that, but not in the football league. And I was like, nah. I said, thanks for the interest, but no. I look back now and I think, you twat. Really? Yeah, 100%. One million percent. Long way to go, though, that Morecambe. Yeah, but it's you, a chance of playing in a football yeah, league. Yeah, you got to think of that 400 quid. If you do well... You get another contract or whatever or another move. It's, it's, it's not even that, mate. Like just that. I played in a conference, which um, I didn't have a, an amazing career in a conference, didn't play loads. But when I'm 80, I can tell my grandkids I played in a conference. Yeah. Imagine I was able to tell them I played in a football league. True. Yeah, I see what you mean. F- football league, it's, it's the golden ticket, ain't it? You, everyone yeah. wants to get in a football league. So 400 quid, I should have just done it. Mm. Should have went for it. Yeah. But, and I wish I had someone to say, do not worry about the money. If you're good enough, the money will come to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I do look back, not a regret as such, but just a few things that I wish I could have done differently. Well, wow. I think that's level-headed thinking though. When you've come from the background that you've had of having a full-time job and playing football at the same time, you, you've not gone into an environment where you're thinking all the time, I'm going to be a professional footballer. I've gone through all the youth system, like you said, Cookie. I've gone through the scholarships, 21s, 23s, first team. You're working. Yeah. You're getting your hands dirty every day. Yeah. And you're thinking in your head, if this was a, a, a normal job, if this was another building site that say, oh, do you want to come for 400 quid? You go, fuck off. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't blame you, mate. I, yeah. I see what you're saying about the, it's a great dream to play in, yeah. in, in the league, but Definitely. I think I'd have done the same. I went through mate. a bit of a dry patch as well. Because obviously I was scoring every other game, mm. scoring a couple of games. Mm. I didn't score for two games. That's when I started thinking, like, should I just make my move now whilst they want me? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So I thought, because that could that that interest then might disintegrate by January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. So that's when I thought, right, I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. So came in under Tim Flowers, didn't you? I did, yes. Big name. How was he? Tim Flowers, big name, played very experienced. Um, well, I didn't get off to the best of starts at Solly York. Um, so great, great person. Um, I just didn't see eye to eye to him because I weren't playing. Okay. I'd come from playing week in, week out, scoring goals, teams watching me to come into Solio, which I understand now, second in the league at the time, three strikers doing well, but then I was sat on a bench. Who was the strikers at the time? Danny no. Wright, Nave Blissett and Adi Youssef. Yeah, so and a lad called Jermaine Hilton. So good. good very good. Yeah. Very good. But I was lied to. Um saying I'm coming straight in. Right, okay. I'm going to play week in, week out. Come first game on the bench. Take that happy days. Mm. Second, third game on the bench. Then I started a couple and then just kind of went a bit shit from then after that. And uh, I took it the wrong way. Right. Took it a bit of a stupid way at the time, being 24. Um, So, yeah. Mm. What was that first training session like? Because you've now, you've now stepped into full-time football, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Every day, or pretty much every day, playing full-time football, full-time training, quit your job. Yeah. You're now a full-time player. How, 
that must have been a massive shock to the system. I still remember the first session. Yeah. I can still remember it like it was yesterday. We did this box possession. Three teams, easy. One team on the outside, two teams in the middle. I got absolutely ragged. Absolutely ragged. I was so unfit. Yeah. So, so unfit. And I remember... I remember bending down, putting my hands on my knees for just to catch my breath. I looked up and all the staff were looking at me. And I thought, oh my God, like, I've yeah. got a long way to go here. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Did you feel supported there, though, in terms of we're going to get you through this? We're going to we're gonna make it work for you. We're going to get you up to speed. We're going to teach you what you need to teach, sort of guide you. Or I did and I didn't. Okay. So, I felt like I was being told that I was going to get it. But them actually doing it it wasn't right. I kind of felt like they didn't look into my background as much and um, where I'd come from yeah. deep on looking back now I feel like we've got a bit of dough as a club striker absolutely flying he will help us win the league go get him that's right. how I think it was now Okay. rather than knowing my background knowing what I'd done where I'd come from um, they thought I was just going to come in and hit the ground running. Right. And when I didn't start, I took it the wrong way. I started doing stupid things like training, not trying. And then it just, just went completely the wrong way then. Yeah. How, how many times, Matty, would you say that you featured then in that first season at Solihull? C- could not tell you. Really? I don't know. Just off the bench and starting? Off the bench, starting. You scored a few there, didn't you? I don't think I did. I think I remember you scoring one and you ran from the halfway line. Yes, yeah. yeah. Beat a few players and then... Scored, yeah, I scored on... That was quite early on, actually. Yeah. Um, That's class goal, to be fair. Yeah. That was on TV, weren't it? I think it was on TV, it yeah. Um, that oh, was half decent, to be fair. I was playing off the left, though. No, oh, okay. And I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I just wanted to be the number nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now, I'd put up and shut up and I'd do it. Yeah. At the time... I did not want to do it. Mm. I did not want to trap back wingers. It was just <laughs> it was just something I did not want to do. Mm. Um, but I scored a couple of goals, not many. Um, but yeah. yeah. How how did you deal with the full time stuff? Like, was it proper professional meals, um, all sorts of stuff like that when you went into Solihull? When or? I when I first went to Solihull, I think they were in a bit of a transition. I think Gus told us about this. Yeah, so when I first come in, it it was right at the early start of... Transitioning to full-time. Full-time, what they wanted to do as a club, where they want to be in five years, all that shit. Um, And I'd just come in, so it wasn't meals provided at training to start with, but towards the end it was. And Mm. I see the training ground at Solihull now, it's class, I've seen it, it's unbelievable. uh, I really do hope that they do push on as a club, like, so. Was it a good experience in terms of you? They went to playoffs that year, didn't they? As yeah. Well. So was that quite a nice thing? I know you weren't playing, but you got to experience a bit of that. Or or was that? I hated it. Did you? I weren't playing because you couldn't play. Yeah. I was still in that stage where I just wanted to play football, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I weren't playing football. Well, Twenty four. And I'm looking on the pitch, thinking I can play this, mm. I can do this, but my actions and what I was doing at training and stuff was why I weren't playing. Yeah. So yeah, you had a you left two years, right? Two years, yeah. Do you regret the move? Big question, that massive question. I still ask myself quite often now. Do I regret it? Um, I don't regret it because it gave me something that I always wanted to be. Yeah, which was a footballer. 
Do I regret not listening to certain people and not going? Yes, because I look at things and think things could have been completely different. But at the same time, you could look back and think I couldn't have scored eight and 12 and yeah. I'd have finished at Leamington. Yeah. So bit of, I don't know the answer to no, that yet. Yeah, fair enough. I'm still trying to work it out in my yeah, own head. Fair play. So then was it a shock to you then when Halifax came knocking at your door? Yeah. Really? Massive. Talk us through that then. Where, how did that all happen? Because I went on loan to Telford, didn't I? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, While you were the, at Solly Hall? Yeah, in the second season. Yeah, you did, yeah. When in November, I think. Don't know the exact dates. When in November, I did really well. That that was only a loan up until Christmas. That ended up getting extended till the end of the season. Um, how did you find Telford? I loved it. Yeah? I loved it. Great club. Should not be in our league now. Mm. Yeah. No bit- way. Like with the fan base they've got, the ground. Um, but it's football, it happens. And, yeah, um, yeah I, I did really enjoy my time there. Yeah, super. So, yeah, Halifax come then. Was that just a, another phone call? Who wants to come Halifax or...? So a player told me about it. Okay. A player said to me, our um, gaffer at Halifax likes you. And at the time, I was panicking a bit, thinking I want to be stay as full-time football. I'm not hearing nothing. What's going to happen? Mm. So I jumped on it straight away. I told my agent at the time, I said, I've just heard that apparently Halifax like me. He said, right, I'll ring him now. I rang him and then it was like, yeah, it's true. Um, went up and met him, him and the assistant. Two, Pete, Pete Wilde, was it? Yeah. yeah. Pete Wilde and Chris Millington. Two absolutely unbelievable blokes. Um, don't get many like them to in football at all. Mm-hmm. Just completely down to earth. Um Met them. They was like, we want to give you a year. I said, look, if I'm moving up to Halifax, I want two. And that's when I ended up getting two years there. Because that's another big moment in terms of you you moved up there because it's up near Bradford, isn't it? Is it Bradford? Uh, Yeah. That sort of way? But we lived in Leeds. We lived in Leeds. Because we trained in Leeds. Okay. But that sort of, you left left home, moved up there, moved away from family. Yeah. How, How... what was that? How, how tough was that? So my missus was pregnant at the time. Yeah. So that was a massive, massive decision. And don't regret doing it, to be fair. Um, because obviously I love spending time with my boys. I love having my family. But at the same time, you do have to think about yourself. Mm. Um, I wanted to be a footballer and I could make it work. And we did make it work, to be fair, as a family. So in terms of Halifax then... I've got down here 16 minutes into your debut game yeah. uh, against Wildstone. Yeah. Things take a bit of a turn and you go down injured and yeah. then later on you find out ACL injury. Yeah, so... Another setback and another big one where you go, fucking hell, not again. Yeah, not so done. I started, we started 3-5-2. Um, obviously I was one of the two. Our wing back got sent off within about eight minutes absolutely wallop this lad and the coach was the gaffer at the time was like Stenage right you fill in at wing back um, and we'll we'll make the change soon I was like sound couple minutes I actually did quite well got on the overlap finger done across couple passes gaffer just kept longing it out mm. next minute I pressed down their left back put, put my foot down he chopped me inside I went to go with him my leg just didn't move yeah so went down screaming, pain, pain was unbearable, but I got up, tried to carry on, 
uh, what the physio come on actually did a few tests was like Are you all right I said yeah I feel sound I think I've just jarred my knee I said I'll run it off I'll be fine so I walked down the touchline Gaff was like you all right he said yeah he said we'll make the change soon and I was like all right sound so I ran back on as I ran back on well I didn't run back on I hobbled back on yeah yeah as I've hobbled on the ball comes straight to my feet oh. so I've gone to I've put my hands up so I don't want it went to pass the ball put my foot down I just felt my MCL snap Oh. I just felt it shift left and right, dropped to the floor. I was in, oh man, I can't explain the pain I was in. Absolutely screaming. One of their players was in my face. Get off the fucking pitch. It was horrible, yeah. And um, yeah, found out I fully ruptured my ACL, double tear MCL and tore my meniscus. What? Fuck That's full reconstructive then, surely God. that. Yeah. Wow. So did, did, how did the, did the club look after you quite well then? In terms Very of- well. Very, very well. Um, uh, scan straight away, operation straight away. Yeah, so I had a scan near enough straight away. Um, got put in a brace because they said that my MC- if my MCL repairs itself, you've got a better chance of coming back from it. So they put me in a brace for about two or three months, I think it was, to strengthen that up. Got in the gym, trying yeah. to strengthen that up, and then I had the op not long after. Yeah, but yeah, they were brilliant. Like, yeah, fair play, Matty. Surely that's tougher, mate. You know, you on is this on your debut? Yeah, you've you've took the dive. You you've you've moved up to Leeds. Yeah, you know, you've took that big risk. First game, boom, injury. Mentally, mate, where were you then? Were you thinking for this is I'm done here? Or? I remember because uh, obviously I drove to the game. Yeah, couldn't drive back. Yeah, got back to the house in Leeds. Lived with. Two of the lads at the time, Tom Bradbury, Jake Hyde. Tom Bradbury carried me up the stairs, put me in bed. I remember pitch black, door shut. I'm sat on my bed in my tracksuit with this leg brace on from my ankle all the way up just past my, probably top of my thigh. I just sat there, just cried my eyes out. Really? Cried my eyes out. I'm away from my family. I'm away from my little boy. Yeah. Can't go for a piss. <laughs> I can't even take my clothes off to get into bed. Yeah. Um... So that put me in a very, very, very dark place. Um, luckily, I had a lad, I just mentioned Tom Bradbury, who I cannot thank enough. Mm. He used to make me food before he went to training. Fair play. Uh, he asked me if I needed anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly, he, he then at the end of that season got a move to Cheltenham. And I honestly believe because of his actions and the way he was with me, he didn't deserve anything less. Fair play. So... Um, yeah, I can't thank him enough. Yeah. How long were you bedbound for, mate? How long did the whole recovery process take? Do you know what, mate? That period of my life was a big blur. Really? Big, big blur. I think it's because I try not to think about it. Yeah. Um, because it really did batter me. Obviously, couldn't go home, couldn't play. I'd get talking to train and I'd have to sit in the cabin, watch lads train out the window. Couldn't really do anything in the gym. Mm. Didn't know when I was going to be back because I hadn't had my op yet. I thought, fucking hell, I've got two years here, I'm finished. Mm. Um, so, yeah, dark, dark, dark time. Yeah, but it's nice to see you're through the other side and you feel fit, raring to go now. And, I do, and, actually. And, um, and, and stronger. The physio at Halifax told me, um, he was like, look, you're back playing now. He said, but you're not going to be back to your best till about 18 months. Yeah. Um, and I feel like... I'm starting to come back in terms of how I feel in my knee. Yeah. Um, it's probably to the best it's been for a long time. Yeah, that's so, class. And you're doing the right things. 
training fitness wise training yeah 100% like going back to Guy yeah Guy is on my case do the right things make yourself a better come into training make sure you're better than what you are than when you first come in Um, so having him around me and making me do my right things and yeah, hopefully I've got a few more years left. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent, definitely. So, so the comeback's on then, mate. Hundred percent. Jo- you joined Tamworth. At, this is at, Kidd- at, at Halifax. At Halifax. Halifax. So you you joined Tamworth on yes. loan. Yes. How how was that? Very tough. Yeah. Um, Were these loans to get you back to have a bit of game time? Because you went Tamworth and Kidderminster during that time, didn't you? Yeah. Was that- so went to Tamworth. Um, that was. Just for four weeks. Uh, four weeks, was it? Yeah, just for four weeks. He said, right, you're going for four weeks. Go get the demons out your head. Go get back on the pitch. Enjoy yourself. So I've done that. Um, doing quite well. Scored two in four, I think. Did all right, which is quite good after 14 months yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's when I went to Kiddy then after that. How was that, Kiddy? Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I got recalled and I was a little bit gutted at the time. Because were you on a bit of form then, were you? Not me or personally. Just, just just playing a lot of minutes and just sort of going, I'm... I'm... The fans loved me. Yeah. Uh, I felt like the gaffer loved me um, at the time. Um, I f- fitted in with the lads. I've, I kind of see myself as someone easily, easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. And I come into that changing rooms and they top bunch of lads and I fitted in straight away. Mm. So when I got recalled, I was a little bit gutted. But at the same time, I thought, I've got a point to prove here at Halifax. Yeah. So I was looking forward to getting back there. And I suppose you did prove a bit of a point because May 22, you scored your first goal, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the playoffs. I remember watching this, mate. Did you? So you scored in the playoff semi-finals at Chesterfield, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You lost, they lost 2-1, didn't you? 2-1, but yeah. I remember, I remember watching it with my missus and I went, Stenson's coming on. He's coming on. And then the ball got whipped in. I just remember you flying in. In, and this is during COVID as well, wasn't it? No fans. No, it was, it was. Was it fans? Yeah, it was, was fans, there? yeah, yeah. That was the second season. Was that the second the season? The first season was COVID, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah, the ball come in, you've scored, and I was like, I was going mad in the living room. So I, was, I knew, obviously, what you'd been on, yeah, the journey, yeah. and I thought, oh, I'm so happy for you that you've had that moment and you scored the goal in a brilliant game. I was, I was buzzing for you because I was like... Mm. I know what you've been through. I remember Millie, the coach, he was saying, you're going to come on here. He said, you're going to, you're going to win it for us. Then I scored that one and I thought, fucking hell. Like, <laughs> I reckon I could. I, re- I reckon I could, yeah. You nearly scored again. Was it nil-nil at the time, was it? I'm not sure. Was it nil-nil at the time? No, we were two-nil down. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I pulled one back in the 66. I think I'd been on eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. You definitely had a few more chances. I think I did. I think I had one more chance. Yeah, you did. But... Um, yeah, and I started getting my hopes up then. I thought, mm. fucking hell, I could pull us back here after the shit I've had. Yeah. But it didn't work out to be. And um, yeah, I'd, even though it was a shit two years, it was a good two years as well because living away from home for the first time, I learned a lot about myself. Absolutely. That's what I was Com- going to say. Coming back from that injury, yeah. one of the worst injuries in football, and I grafted in the gym, like something I've never done. Mm. So I've seen a side to myself that I know I've got. Yeah. So. Hats yeah. off to you, mate. Hats off. So then you left Halifax and come and join uh, Nuneaton Borough. Yeah. How, how was that in terms? Because did you have other offers or did you... What I, had a few, I had a few offers, to be fair. To uh, stay at Conference Prem? Or, yeah, yeah. I had one back at Kiddy as well. Yeah. I, I kind of got battered for the decision I made um, because people still believed that I could have played in the Conference at the time or Conference North. And I just said, no, I've had enough. 
I just want to get back to playing football. Yeah. All I want to do is play football. And that um, phone call from Jimmy again. Jimmy's always been on my case. <laughs> Honestly, he's, he hammered my phone. Him and Andy absolutely hammered me. At least this one weren't in Magaluf on a kitty ring, though. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> do you know what? If it was so, I'd have been probably would have been buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, how was that back with Jimmy? Do you know what? Like, Jimmy, Jimmy's a bit like my dad in football. He just keeps me on a straight and narrow. Yeah. Um, and we, do you know what? We don't clash. But as soon as he gives me that eye, I know I have to fix up. And yeah, um, yeah no, I, I love Jimmy to bits. Fair play. Was that like, um, you weren't too bothered about, I know you touched on it and said, oh, I was fed up, I was done with the conference. I just wanted to play football. Were you not sort of bothered about the level you went to or were you still like, I want to play at a decent level? And a decent team. Where do I fit in here? I sort of. I still wanted to do well. Yeah. I still wanted to win everything. Uh, I still wanted to score goals. Like that's my mentality anyway. Yeah. Mm. But twenty minutes away from my house. Yeah. I've got two boys. I was like, I just want to go be happy. Yeah. I just want to enjoy myself. I want to do something for a local team. And I suppose what they're building, you thought, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm onto that. 100%. Yeah. That, definitely. yeah, definitely. So, so one point that I've got here is obviously you, you missing out on promotion with Nuneaton losing against Rushall in the final. Uh, how was that for you? Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Because uh, I know what it means for one gaffer mm. to the people of Nuneaton. Mm. And I know what it meant for our lads in the changing rooms. Mm. On a different day, could have won. Mm. But on that day, they won. Mm. So... I mean, we won't go into the fine details of it. Obviously, we spoke to Jimmy Ginelli about it and there's some things that went on in that game that were not right. Yeah. You know, like with the, the old handball scenario and, and all sorts of stuff like that. How, did you feature fully in that game, Steno? I'll you? come off, in, I think, about 70 minutes. Were you fuming? Yeah, I'm I, always fuming. I listened on the radio and the, comment, the commentator went... Uh, Stenson's come off and he does not look happy about that. He looks fuming. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy. Only time I get subbed no, off. No. So it's you, don't you? You want to you uh, wanna score. S- you just feel like you can score at any yeah, chance. And yeah. I actually genuinely believed, I thought, I'm actually going to get a chance yeah. soon. I was mm-hmm. going to say, but you, did you feel you were doing well in the game and thought... Oh. I didn't. Do you know what it was? We played Lyston, obviously, in the semis. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And that and, was a way, weren't it? And that yeah. was tough. And I felt like I had a really, really good game. The service I was getting, the way I was holding up the ball... And then because of the nature of the game in the playoff final, yeah, it was different. a completely different game. I didn't play as well as what I should have, which was making me think, I'm having a bit of a, not a stinker, but I'm not having the best game, which means I reckon I'm going to get a chance. Mm. And the more I was starting to believe it, that's when I got subbed off and I was like, no, please don't bring me off. Did, did you feel the pressure before the game because it was a playoff final? Or did that not enter your mind at all? Yeah, it always does. Yeah, it always it always does enter your mind, but I just treated it as another game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair play. Um, aims for next season, win the league, win the league. Love yeah. that straight away, bosh. Yeah, win the league. Fair play. What about personally for you? You got a target of goals that you want to hit? Or do you know do you not what? Do that? <laughs> I had a bit of a stink last year. I had an interview and I said uh, I want to score thirty goals. Yeah, and I didn't. Went completely the opposite way, um, and uh, so this year I just want to. Do my part for the team yeah. and get us across the line. Yeah. Any goals I score is a bonus. You feel fit and ready though for this year? Uh, yeah, I will yeah. be. We've when got, it comes to the season, I'll be ready. We've got Ireland on your case. We've got Ireland on your case. You're definitely going to be fit because he loves his fitness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Right, let's go on to my personal favourite bit. Yeah, just before, mate, thank you for doing this. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely uh, thanks super. for having me. I've, in, I've enjoyed it. You've and, been superb, um, mate. Your stories and Class, brilliant. mate. And honestly, <laughs> I, feel, I feel you can definitely keep playing at a brilliant level and, you know, definitely. So we're going to do some quick fires. We always do some quick fires. Go on, then. And uh, a bit, of, bit of a mixture of football and... Personal, personal as well, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'll kick off and yeah, go. Yeah, go on, son. You guys kicked off. Best player you've played against? Against? Yeah. Oh, who's gay? You were Tory Times, Dana. As a centre half. Well, mm. just or just anyone. Anyone really it could have been a striker or mid. Anyone, anyone. I don't know. Don't know. I actually don't know. That's a good question. Most recent one's probably Callum O'Hare. Yeah, he was very good. But I can't. I've, I've definitely played with better players than him. I just can't <laughs> think. Best player I've played with. If you're ready to ask that one. Yeah, we have got that down. So you can go to that yeah, one. Best player, that. Jamie Osborne. Yeah, Solly Yeah, Solly yeah. right. I, well, I saw you at the game, didn't I? Yeah. And he only come on for half hour, um, 45 minutes, but yeah, he looked comfortable. Some of the things he used to do in training, honestly, I used to watch him and think, wow, like, why are you not pushing on? Mm. Um, but again, you find your own happiness in football and he was happy. And so, yeah, he's definitely the best player I played with. So right. keep, keep thinking about best player you played with. Right. We can always come back to that one, but okay. you, you hit us with the second one. Next one, mate. Bit of an awkward one. and A lot of people don't answer this first time. They give us two or three because they don't want to feel awkward. <laughs> Best manager you've played for? Beat Wild. Really? Yeah. Beat Wild, yeah. Wow. And I didn't really play under him because mm. of um, my injury. Mm. But in terms of... Man management. He treats you like a human. Yeah. yeah. So... When I, because I eventually want to be a gaffer, I'm going to try and be the same because if you get respect out of your gaffer, you then want to play for your gaffer. Yeah, Love that, yeah. mate. And I felt like the players that we had at the time was like, he's looked after me that much that I want to play for him. Yeah. So that's a no-brainer for me. Um, but it was a joint thing with him and the assistant. So. If we're, now we know if we're still going in five, ten years' time, we can have him on as a gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, favourite takeaway? What do you like to enjoy? Oh, Chinese. Yeah, I love a Chinese. He's quick. I like how quick yeah. he is on me. <laughs> Straight out. Uh, what do you eat before a game, mate? So, when I was playing full time and we'd say, like, go to the hotel and stuff, I'd have a mix of chicken. Honestly, mate, like, you wouldn't eat it on your dinner. But because I knew that different foods would give me different things, mm. I was eating chicken with scrambled egg, with beans, with pasta. Yeah. And it would look like, a, like you know, them sections of plates and you've got your different things. <laughs> We're looking at it thinking, I don't want to eat any of yours, but I know I'm going to eat it. But um, mainly chicken and pasta yeah. um, or scrambled egg on okay. toast. What about favourite TV series? What do you like to enjoy or programme? What do you like watching? Do you know what? I don't really watch TV, you know. No? Um, Big gamer. Bit, I'm not even that like yeah. I don't really I've got a PS5 my mates try and get me on the PS5 all the time I am not interested one bit like but don't really I don't really watch TV no fair play um, oh, on, you, no. you slow down oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> go on after you biggest name in your phone book mate oh. so he's having a look <laughs> he's having a look I don't know yeah he's getting so, his phone out yeah I'm going to have to have a look He's currently scrolling. Scroll, we ain't had this before. We've not had this before. No, because I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling here. He's scrolling through his contacts. He's got, he's, he's got to be an ex-player or a manager or someone that you've played with or 
pissed up in Magaluf exchange numbers <laughs> with, with the player. Sacked him. He was at Man United, weren't he? But what? Man United. Hey? He was as a, as a kid. Um, the suspense is killing me. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Who was that Tim, one? The Man United one? Tim Flowers, isn't it? Yeah. That, Tim Flowers. Tim Flowers. you got to tell us who that Man United one was, though, Stan. Zach Darnley. Yeah, he, he was... Uh, he, Training with Man United first team at the time when Zlatan was there and really Pogba, yeah, cracking lad to be fair as well. We'll keep an eye out for yeah. him. Yeah, no, good, good lad, good player. Uh, yeah, Nick Hawkins. Now, <laughs> 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 uh, no, not many. I've got a lot, quite a few footballers in there, but I don't Should know. We stick with Tim Flowers. I think that's big. Tim Flowers, yeah. What about superstitions before a game? Soup, hot bath. Hot bath. Do you know who talked with that? Yeah. Jimmy. Did he? Jimmy used to did say that? to me, yeah, no, when, I was, no, when I was injured, when I was at Bow, it was a sh- probably a shit injury. I said, oh, my hamstring's tight. He said, do you know what, Stan? Go home and have an hot bath. Now, all I do is have a hot bath before football. He used to say that to me at Bow. Did he? he? he when I was in the physio room, he'd come in and he'd go, oh, you need a hot bath. Get, get home and have a hot bath. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that's fine. I can't yeah, do yeah. it. I can't. Mate, I can't either. But what, in the morning or like the night before? In the morning before the yeah, game. Yeah. I get in, get my legs as hot as I can. Really? Yeah. Get the blood flowing, yeah. Fair play. Oh, about, oh, oh, sorry, I've done it. You've done it again. <laughs> You're in a rush, you are, son. No. First ever live football game you went to watch. Can you remember it? You're a cough fan, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to say it was at Highfield Road. Can't remember who it was against. Yeah. But uh, I'd say it was at Highfield Road. Okay. What about first pair of football boots you had? Do you remember those? Strikers always remember the first pair of boots. Come on, Stan, don't let me down. Do you know what? I think it was the um, the black and white Total 90s. The Air Zooms, I think they yeah, were called. Yeah, I remember those, yeah. Probably bottom shelfers, 20 quid. <laughs> 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 Had goals in those. Yeah. Uh, Favourite holiday destination? Ooh. Uh, do you know what? I ain't really been... been abroad, obviously, quite a few times, but I've always just been shit party places. I ain't really, I ain't really been to a... Really nice destination. Where's your yet, dream so. destination to go down? Uh, probably the Maldives. Nice, yeah. yeah absolutely. Definitely yeah, on my definitely. bucket list. Finish us off, Cookie. Best team night out. All the clubs you've been at. Best, team best part of the season, that is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we had Dev on not, a few, not long ago, and he said, Leamington, good night out. Oh, to go out in Leamington? No, like Leamington oh, just team. With the lads. Oh, with a bunch of lads? Yeah. Oh, class, mate. I still went to Liverpool. When I um, when I went from Solihull to... Uh, Leamington to Solihull in the November, I still went on the Christmas night out with Leamington in December. Yeah, yeah, we went up to Liverpool with a great bunch of lads. I, look, I love them to bits. Jack Edwards and yeah. Adam Walker. and all. I love them to bits. But I'm going to say, best night, team night out. Off the top of my head, because I can't, my, my memory's terrible, but probably Dublin with Telford. Oh, mate, unbelievable. Okay, nice, yeah. Tal- Dublin, I, I, I want to go there. You like Guinness? Nah, can't stand it. Did you drink it out there? No. No? No, I won't drink it. Um, was it a good group at Telford then? Because you're in there alone, weren't you? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But I was there all season in the end. To go on, sort of... Go yeah, on. so, uh, yeah, it was decent. To be fair, Ellis Deeney, what, what a boy he is. He's uh, down here now. Is he what Aviston? Yeah, is he? Aviston, he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell him, tell him, Steno said hello. Yeah, he's he signed down. He's signed down here now. Well, he says. Yeah, yeah. Good lad, he is. He is, mate. 
mate right. that that wraps it up with the quick fires and 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 the episode we once again mate really appreciate you coming Absolutely. down no, no really enjoyed it again you were a name on my my list when i was going when setting up this podcast and yeah. i'm happy you, you've agreed to do it mate and um what a story what a journey yeah, and we, we wish you all the best honestly and, no, and i appreciate that me and lee will definitely be down watching you absolutely supporting mate. you and um definitely cheering you on mate because we want want we want the best for you I'll no, definitely, I'll definitely that the kids can that are listening can learn something off stenner 100 percent. do you feel like that now so one more question but do you feel like you could definitely when younger kids come into like uh the borough yeah. you can go mate i've one been on percent. i've been on this journey listen to what i'm That's about what to tell you now. Do you know what like going back to with my kids if my kids do decide to play football i think i'm going to give them so much advice because i did fuck up in so many ways I did so many stupid things during football mm. that they're not going to make the same mistakes as I am. Mm. But not just with my kids. So hopefully I can do that with players up and coming through. Yeah, so definitely. Like, I'm not a jealous person. Like, if, if there's a player coming through who's half decent, I want to try and help him. I want to try and push on, do a, do a lot better than what I did. Definitely. Stand out, lad, mate. Class. Man, appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Class. That's a wrap. Well, you got to say it. you got to say it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Sorry. That's a wrap. Mate, there we go. Sports Social Podcast Network.